This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Listen at mixcloud.com. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. This here being the bi-week bonanza. No, the Browns didn't play. All they did was practice and self-scout and get ready for the Miami Dolphins. And that's what we're going to talk about here. This is a show not about the game they just played, but about the game they're about to. Yeah. Now, let's hope, because, see, this is when the schedule gets bad. Now, as far as schedules getting bad, I think the biggest taste of the next three weeks is actually coming this Sunday against Tua and the Miami Dolphins, because it's looking like we might be facing Case Keenum when we play the Bills. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, Josh Allen's got an elbow. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, I, I mean, he's got two elbows, but he's got one that's not good. He's got one. That would be such a relief. Wow. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Let's get into this thing. And let's start talking some Cleveland Browns. Um, unlike the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are number two in the power rankings in their league, uh, the Browns are not. The Browns are not. Yeah, they're not as far down as you might imagine, though. I, okay, uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, I don't know what your imagination says about the Browns, but they have no business being where they're at. Okay, I'll say that. <clears throat> not given the roster. And, I, and listen, everything I say ba- about the Browns right now is based on talent, Roster talent and expectations based on that roster talent, okay? And the Browns are, they're really close to one of the most disappointing teams in the year because not only what they've put together statistically, which points directly to their roster talent, but how that means fucking nothing in terms of their record. Is there anybody else there? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, you guys well, I, had, I mean, I thought you had more you were going to say, no, but no, I, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, I most of the I find it funny that the Browns have the highest rated defensive player in the league. This is per football focus last time. Yeah, pro football and focus. The, that's right. Right. Highest defensive player. Right. High second highest cornerback. Okay. At least at one point this <clears> season. <throat> Highest-rated offensive player, right? And one of the better right. receivers in the league. And we're what? We're ranked 20th. 
We're better than the Lions and Raiders. What? We're better than the Lions and the Raiders. Okay, that's saying what? (laughs) I mean, that's. uh, Did you watch the Raiders just blow that fucking game on Sunday? Oh, yeah, that was horrible. They've been horrible all year, though. We haven't been horrible all year. No, yes, we have. We've only been good three times. Three times out of nine. Or, or, I'm sorry, eight. But we've 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 been terrible bef- more than we've been good this year because I don't care. You can tell me we lost three games by a, a margin of only three points, a point apiece, right, or six points. What was it? So two points apiece. Okay. Yeah, and so that's that's bad. That is a loss. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we got. I think. No, Listen, no, no. It is worse when you're right there and can't figure out. It, you know, you heard the term, he can't punch his way out of a wet paper bag. Okay, that means that it's there. It's right there. It's for you. This is yours, and you still couldn't get it done. That's so do sad. Think, that sucks. Do you okay? think we beat the Bengals just because we got their number or yes. because we're getting better? No, I think we beat the Bengals I mean, just the, No, I think we beat the Bengals because we just have their number and you can turn that into something good, but you got to you got to do it. You got to do it. And the Browns haven't well, done that yet. The Browns have well, not dominated. Well, tell me what game they've gone outside of the Bengals and dominated. I'm I'm going to say this. Here's my on the Bengals note, I think it's a little bit I'll give it a little bit of both. Only because of this. I think they beat the Bengals because they went into that game, okay? And other than that trick play with Amari, they played pretty sound football yeah, other and didn't than make that, too many yeah. right. They played sound football and didn't make too many mistakes, okay? And they finished <laughs> the game out. Had they played the way they did it in the Bengals game in every game, it's not even about whether they just had their number or they just played better. They played and didn't make stupid mistakes and made proper play calls. So had they played that way in the first three, four games, we'd been undefeated through that. Right. If we play that game the way we played the Bengals against Miami Dolphins, we should win. Like oh, okay, said. but but my point is simply this. If you can say to me that if we'd have just played up to our potential, we'd have been undefeated with four games in instead of what we were, which was one right. and three. And, but even what I'm saying, I think playing to full potential is using too many words as well. That's doing too much because I don't think we were playing bad. We did stupid stuff like not well, running that's the what ball, I'm saying. But that's not, the not playing to your potential. You don't you, if you don't do stupid things, then based on your talent, based on your scheme, you, you do well. Yeah, and stupid stuff at key moments. Too. Stupid it's stuff like, at key moments. Whoa. Everything from the coach all the way down to the players. And let me let me. Okay put this fact in there too those stupid things led to us depending on the leg of a rookie he got us out of the first one okay and then we had he now had he been stellar we'd have still been undefeated so this i mean let's not take that away york did end up failing in the sense that we would not be undefeated had he been better. Hey, the okay? Dolphins but kicker why? ain't no better. I'll tell you this. He's, I, boy, I, he shanked one in that game against the Bears that was like, what the fuck were you doing? What's yeah, I mean, but here's my point, though. Who puts? The, who wants to put that on a rookie kicker? 
we could have just not made those mistakes and things and put that on him. Oh, absolutely. Sleep it or ran the ball and everything else, and then you still don't have it. <clears throat> I will say, but... though, a veteran kicker this year might mean the Browns lost the game with the 60-yarder, right, but won all the others. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I see that. So uh, here's a headline. Ward and Teller practice as the Browns get healthier from by. Hey, here's one. Browns signed center Jordan Meredith to practice squad. Release Brock Hoffman. Okay, Mm. three Browns players who have surprised in the first half of the season. Any bets on who those guys are? Never mind. It's a Cleveland Insider article. Fuck you, Cleveland.com. Fuck you, Cleveland. Jesus. Get a subscription, man. Hey, guess, get this. No, hell no. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> if Baker Mayfield keeps getting snaps, we might get a fourth round draft pick instead of a fifth. <laughs> right. No, really. If he gets 70% of the Panther snaps, we get a fourth round, not a fifth round. Oh, okay. You know what? He, um, they won. The Bengals won that game, but he his numbers were good. He had a one twenty six rating. Of course, he did. He came in the second half, and he he got them back into the game numerically. But they, I mean, they were never really in the game. Oh no. Um, Terry Pluto has an article which I can't read because I'm not an insider um, but it, it does look interesting it says uh, trying to make sense of how the Browns played in the first eight games I don't know if he made any sense out of it but I can't um, and you know for our play in, in week eight against the Bengals rookie cornerback Martin Emerson Jr. earned a rookie honor how about that I saw that. Well deserved. I I will say this about Emerson. I have been up on him. He has had some bad games, but for the fact that he's a rookie and put in the position, he's 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 done pretty good on some competition that you would think would have had a big advantage on him. Right. Right. So I think our talent at corners right now is pretty good. And it eventually looks like it might end up pretty deep for us until we have to pay certain guys. Okay. Okay. So when we we have to start paying people, we're screwed. (laughs) Right. No. And look, and for Browns fans, that's actually what needs to be realized. Okay. Because the problem with us wasting our time right now and our talent and wasting these seasons, people are like, well, next season will be better. You're going to eventually these guys you got and the depth you have, you're going to have to pay them. Yep. That's when you start losing that depth. That's okay? when you start losing those guys too. Cause they're right. you start losing now, that. One thing that may have been missed on a lot of people, a lot of people might not even remember this, but Jacoby Brissett is going to be leading the Browns to against the team he played for last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that that should not be missed on anybody. Um. Now, honestly, it was head coach Tom Flores at that time, so the offensive scheme ain't the same. Okay. Okay. So I don't know how much that helps us, but he does know the players. 
I tell you what, that head coach is, he looks like a brainiac. Like, he's not that bad a coach for his first year. Oh, no, he's not. And, um, you know, he comes out of the Shanahan tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was an assistant with uh, Kyle in San Francisco last year. Hey, there's an article I saw three days ago. Three three reasons Browns coach Stefanski isn't on the hot seat. Are any of them good reasons? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we want to know. Holy shit. I was disappointed in the Saints on Monday night. I don't know about you. Yeah, I was disappointed. Hell yeah, but dude, what's his name? What's the quarterback again? Uh, He used to be with the uh, Bengals. Yeah, yeah. And Andy Dalton. Yeah. Is Nick Chubb or Miles Garrett the midseason MVP for this team? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb, isn't it? Uh, Miles Garrett, very close. And I mean, Miles yeah. will always be up there, but it's got to be Nick Chubb. And, yeah, uh, Chubb edges, edges well, it out. <clears throat> Mike Tirico got Derrick Henry sitting down with him and says, How's the best running back in the league? And Derrick Henry's answer was, That's Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah. Look, actually, I'm not even going to lie. That kind of made me, I don't know. I actually like Derrick Henry. Okay. I like him as a like him as a player. No, like he's a hell of a running back. Yeah, he's a hell of a running back, and that kind of made me like him a little bit more, just because of like, yeah, they kind of made me like him a little bit more. Like he I mean, wasn't, um, he's you like it when there's players in the league and they're aware of what other players are doing. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, he's so good at what he does, and for him. To put that out there, he recognizes, you know, the greatness in Chubb. And it's, man, he knows. Well, I mean, but, okay, you guys are familiar with Zach Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. We used to read Zach Jackson's stuff all the time back on the old okay. This Browns fan show. And he, play, he, he now writes for The Athletic. Um, and uh, he's got an article which I thought was interesting. It's Browns Predictions Revisit. What I got right and wrong about them this preseason. So he's basically taking the words he wrote in the preseason about the Browns, and after the half, you know, halfway through at the bye, you know, taking a look at that. Right. Hold on, just a second. I I hate I I hate the internet. I really what what's okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Zach Jackson. So all of a sudden, the the, play, the page I went to just popped up with a uh, subscription thing and uh, says, uh, here, here's the subscription offer. It doesn't get you any way to get off the page. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm sorry. You know, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Internet. These people want people to read their stuff. And I don't know what the fuck idiot at these websites think that people are just going to pay at every website they want to read something. 
It's just stupid. That's not the internet, guys. And, you know, best of fucking luck to you if you can find all the stupid people that want to read your shit. But, Zach, you should get a goddamn employer that's got a fucking brain. Because we would have read your words. And we would have given you some, you know, some grist, you know, out there so people could understand and then go finish your article for themselves. But, hey, screw it. I can't help you. I'm not paying everybody and their brother a subscription fee just so I can read the article. That's not the fucking point. The idea, the idea is to get traffic so that you can then make money off the advertising that those eyeballs that are your traffic are going to see, not to fucking charge these people subscription fees. Everybody wants you to have a subscription to something now. I mean, you know, maybe that's what we should do. Well, you know, if you want to listen to this TBF of Browns fans podcast, we need you to subscribe. No, I mean with money. Oh, you're not? Okay, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Well, I mean, some of them I can understand extra content. But like you said, for for the, the simple fact of what it is and then like subscription fee. That's and, and the truth is, I think Google needs to do something in terms of the search engine. Um, they need to flag articles that are to subscription sites. When you're doing a search, I, honest to goodness, I think I think it is the worst thing in the world because the way this thing happened at The Athletic, I pull the article up, I'm reading, I'm, I'm actually kind of pre-read in my brain the first three lines of the first paragraph, and I'm getting ready to go, guys, and then, boom, it pops up and you can't, and, and it's like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> it's like. So, I mean, you know, I don't know whatever works for me. I have a hard time in my mind imagining that these tactics are working for these places. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Right. And if it is, then there must be a whole lot of people with a whole lot more money than me. Okay? That's all I I was going to say, because it's not working on me, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, (laughs) good God, man. I mean, it's like... Get a grip. So, well, I, I, I don't know, you know. Okay, so, but let's take that premise, okay, for a second. Now, think about yourself and your thoughts on the Browns prior to the season. How you thought they might do. You mean and the where they're Browns? at now. And where they're at now. No, I I thought we, we've played how many games so far? We've played eight. Eight. I thought we would be... Five and three. Well, you were exactly oppositely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my honestly, honestly, so if it was at the very beginning of the season, I think I remember saying that I think we would at least be a game or so out of 500, but we should be 500 at least. Well, I, I felt that's like what I, I, I that's th- what I remember saying. I think I felt like to be competitive that we should be at least five hundred. I had serious doubts about whether we could be. No, my and my, my, remember, my reservations weren't weren't didn't have anything to do with anything. But we have a backup quarterback starting. Jacoby Brissett is who he is, uh, and and on that regard, the reason I thought we would be at 500 or below, okay, was because we were working with a backup quarterback, and based on Jacoby's <clears throat> performance, he is not the reason that we are 3-5 and five now. 
Right. But see, the, on the same, what I remember saying is I can't remember exactly what I said records were, but I do know I said we should be over 500 by the by time Watson comes. And I said the reason why, OK, is because we should be winning off of coaching because this is Stefanski's time to shine. I remember saying that. And that's it's the yeah, reason Stefanski's why I'm so time critical. To shine. It's and, the reason why I'm so critical on Stefanski. And oh, history. how he shines! <laughs> yes, he's shining. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. shining bright. Now I'm yeah. giving him last game, so I'm giving him a chance to turn it around. That's why I harped so much last podcast on the fact that all three games have to be won. All three, they should think they're going to win, and all three, they should have <clears> the confidence. One walking in there, we're going to win it. Okay, because they need all three of them. They need all I mean, three games. I mean, I think they have the confidence and they think they're going to win, but it, it just doesn't translate on the field. Uh, okay, uh, I, I will talk. I will say one thing, and and I thought it. I thought it was a little insulting. I'm kind of mad. I'm still mad at Troy Aikman about it. Okay, when Stefanski came out in the Monday night game and was actually calling a game like. He should, okay? Yeah. Um, Troy Aikman said, well, that's what Stefanski does. That's what they do. Uh, no, it's no, not. it's not. You haven't clearly haven't been watching this season, Troy. If they'd been doing this, you wouldn't be looking at a 2-5 and five team trying to get to 3-5. and five. He's showing off on national television. That's Well, I'm hoping that's not what he was doing because I'm hoping the next game we come out and Chubb gets 20-plus fucking carries. Please, please, God. Yeah, because you know, here, here I saw I saw another apologist article for Kevin Stefanski earlier today. I can't even remember who wrote it, but it was like, well, Chubb has gotten at least sixteen carries in every game, and last week he got twenty whatever. And, and I'm like, yeah, but the only ones he went we went on is when he gets the twenty or more. Sixteen doesn't mean anything, and since when has sixteen even been a fucking thing? Okay. Never. It's always exactly. been uh, since I was a little kid. Okay. Now I remember sitting there playing Madden, right? Because you know I used to be a stat head. I'm sitting there playing Madden. Barry Sanders is my favorite running back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I used to do the franchise modes when Barry when Barry would leave off my team and I have to draft a new running back. I look for a guy. That I can give 20 carries a game if I'm looking at the stats and I change the tendencies on the team because if my running back wasn't getting the ball like 20 something times, I'm like, okay, something's wrong. My offense isn't balanced. You know what I mean? That's always been the number. Yeah, it's always been the number. This isn't new stuff. This isn't new. Yeah, this This is is, this is this is tried and true, proven on the playing field, statistical. tendency if you will yeah hey paul what's that trying to make sense of how the browns played in the first eight games that i can see the whole article yeah wait a minute it'll go away i'm telling you it's about the time you start reading scroll a little bit no. and it's gonna pop Dude, up i'm scrolling all the way down all okay. the way down i see yeah. the whole thing okay well, that's one. That's okay. So that's one thing an Android phone is good for. I don't understand. Anyway, we're going to look at the three reasons that Kevin Stefanski isn't on the hot seat and see what the hell young John Suchin has to say about this. <clears throat> this is, by the way, on fan sided. Okay, right. So 
Three reasons Kevin Stefanski isn't on the hot seat. Number three, Deshaun Watson. The future franchise quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, is currently suspended for the first 11 games of the season. The team is spending a boatload of money on Watson, who is considered a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And with him sitting out most of the season, Stefanski's job was always likely safe no matter how this year went. Okay, I'll buy that for a dollar. Um, so Deshaun Watson and that's one reason overall and divisional record here. Kevin Stefanski started his career in Cleveland by getting them, the team to an 11 and five finish and won a playoff game and won coach of the fucking year and all that shit. The entire 2020 campaign was just the polar opposite of everything Browns fans had been used to watching over the previous 20 years. It turned Stefanski into an instant hero, and everyone was looking forward to the future. But now, the coach has an overall 22-19 and 19 record because of a poor 2021 season. And don't steal the poor first half of this season from his ass, man. What's wrong with you? And a rough beginning to this season. Okay. However, that record compared to former Browns coaches is one of the better marks to this point in a career. I, you know, I think if the Browns start comparing Kevin Stefanski <clears throat> to previous coaches since, say, Jimmy Haslam has owned the team, that's a dangerous comparison because anything can look better than some of those guys. Hugh, mm. you could go and coach the Browns and do better than fucking Hugh Jackson did. Let me, yeah. I, I don't yes, disagree of with Of course. You. Look, I'm I'm gonna put it this way. Remember what we kind of talked about also in the beginning of the season? We we were talking about new coaches and all this, and how Stefanski got that coach of the year, and maybe that was a bad thing. He got it so fast, and I brought up Bickerstaff, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, this is what you you expect. So he quite he missed his coach of the year. He didn't get it. Okay, uh-huh. but I view it as a robbery because he should have got it last year. Now. Okay. Here's the number one but, reason in, in, in this man's mind, John Suchin's mind, of why, why Kevin Stefanski is not on the hot seat. And by the way, I thought of this um, myself earlier this week, and I believe, uh, Jeff, I was talking to you, and I said, well, I'll just listen to this, and then I'll posit the same question I asked you, Jeff. Um, okay. The number one reason is that the Browns' offense is rolling this season. And yet, it is. Guys, the Browns are scoring 25 points a game average. Okay. Yeah. There's, you know, come on, man. Think of some of the, the seasons. Hell, even the playoff year. Okay. In 2020, will, we didn't score 25 points a game. But I'll drop this on you. I'll drop this on you now as well. Remember, Drew Brees went like two or three seasons straight with one of the top two, top three offenses in the league. He had a season where he was scoring over 30 points a freaking game, and they had a losing record. It does not matter. Well, no, I understand, but are we more critical of the offense than we should be and less critical of the defense? Because if there's really been a, a... uh, an, an underperformer on this team is the defensive squad as a whole. I right. will okay. I will tell you this. I don't think so. I think our offense, for as much points as they score, they make it harder on our defense because you we have a team that can control the clock, yet we do not try to. 
Okay, I, I'll now give you, you that. At, I'll give you that. You look at any other great defensive team. What does the offense do? It probably works with them. Okay, you I mean you can have the best. You can have the. There's been some great offensive teams with great defense. Okay, and they still allow a lot of points to the other team because your defense does get tired. Oh okay? yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if you don't, if your offense isn't working to help the defense, then the defense can't work to help the offense. Oh, this much is yeah. true. And it a goes high-powered back offense that gets in and off the field is awful. Also, putting their defense right back on. I'm just right. saying. It, it, it goes so it goes to running the ball, which is who we are. Okay, so um, bottom line, I did. I, I answered this question on a on a web poll earlier today, and I honestly, I was on my work computer, so I didn't I didn't flip this story into the Flipboard magazine or anything. But the the one question was was are the Browns underutilizing Nick Chubb? No shit. No, no. I mean, now listen. There's a school of thought that says no, they are not. Okay, and I can't oh, I dismiss. I can't dismiss the people that think that just out of hand by saying, "Well, it's not twenty carries a game," because even saying twenty carries a game, everything is contextual. Okay, it's all down distance situation. Okay, and what yeah. I don't think, what I think, you know, I hear I hear words being bandied about in press conferences by Andrew Barry. He talks about complimentary football. I don't have a problem with complimentary football, but I do think that at the same token and in the same sentence during his last press conference, he said situational football. And he said we have to play better situational football. Right. Okay. And I I'm I am comforted by my general manager coming out and saying that he knows that now. Andrew Barry's take on Kevin Stefanski is Stefanski's just fine. That Stefanski not only is still calling the place he should be because he has the capacity and the bandwidth to do that and manage the overall general team. No problem. Now, how much of that is for the press and how much of that does he He said it out his mouth in front of a microphone. I got to believe he believes that. I, I'm just – listen – no, the, a lot no, of no, they say yeah, okay. a lot of shit. Every gen, no, general managers during the bye week in the NFL traditionally give their state, their midseason state of the team address, basically. He is not going to take this time where people are going to quote him, okay, and tell you and blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying he's blowing smoke. I'm just saying. Well, if he doesn't believe what he's saying, he's blowing smoke. So I got to believe he believes every word he said. Okay. I yeah. Okay. I got to believe that. Otherwise, he's full of shit, and I don't want to believe that. <laughs> I mean, there's that too. Hey, how about this one? Dolphins head coach. <laughs> Mike McDaniel thinks highly of the Cleveland Browns. Who who's this now? Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Oh, thinks well. highly and, of the Cleveland and, Browns. Or, no, so how much of that is blown? Okay, now wait. Well, let's 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 read the words and see. Let's see. Cleveland Browns are off to a three and five start going into Week Ten of the NFL season. 
It's not where everyone expected him to be, but they're still bringing in respect around the league. Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel isn't going to underestimate the Browns. This Cleveland Browns team is no joke. They are a good football team. We are definitely not sleeping on this team. Uh, McDaniels told me the media on Wednesday afternoon. Browns lost games this season they probably shouldn't have in the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they had a chance to beat the Los Angeles Chargers, too. Coming up are some tougher games where they're not going to be favored, but a win would go a long way. Yes, it would. Miami is, is going to be no easy task. They're 6-3 and three under first-time head coach under a first-time head coach for a reason. Their offense is very well built around the speed of Tyreek Hill. McDaniel is prepared for a fight, though. Their record is their record, but whatever this means, I think they can beat any team in the NFL. So that's what McDaniel said about the Browns. Yeah, their record's their record. Okay, they're 3-5, and five, but if you think that they're incapable of beating us because we're six and three. That's just not. That's well, I mean, not. I'm encouraged to hear him say that. And I, I actually agree with him. I mean, I think we all agree with that. You know, it's just, they're not doing it. And they're, I mean, they make the mis- It's the mistakes, some of the bad calls, some of the false starts. Um, but you look at this team, man, we got the ability. We, the thing is, Jacoby has to be kind of mistake free. We need to not get as many penalties. I mean, we're so close to being. But I'm just saying. Hey, remember like when sure. the Colts were so happy they traded for uh, Matt Ryan? Oh, wow. Yeah, agents take. Matt Ryan tops NFL's biggest individual dead money cap charges of 2022. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he would have done better, but apparently not. And then they got some new coach, uh, a feel-good thing until they can get who they really want, which is probably going to be the coach from New Orleans. The What's his name? The retired? Who, what coach retired? Where? From New Orleans, the one who used to be the coach that retired. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yeah, they're, 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 word is they're after that guy. They put an interim in, and they hired this feel-good guy that everybody likes in Indianapolis. Okay, or that's that's all well and good, but they, you can bring Sean Payton all day long. You better have a quarterback. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, that, I mean, is that Ryan really that bad, or is it the front? Ryan line? is benched. Yes, he's that bad. They're playing. <laughs> yes, he's not even playing. Wow, that's yeah. fucking. It's horrible. It's, I mean, well, no, because what happens is his quarterbacks get old. And Matt Ryan is one of those who's gotten long in the tooth. And, the okay, everybody remembers this from when Bill Belichick was head coach. He's got diminished capacity, okay? Diminishing skill set. Yeah. Well, okay? Strong arm. He's, he's that super strong arm quarterback. Okay? I mean, Matt Ryan's biggest asset is big arm. Hey, here's okay. one. Here's one. Here's a headline. No, finish talking about Matt Ryan, and I'll tell you this headline. Oh, I was just saying his biggest asset is big arm. Okay, he's not the most inaccurate quarterback. But what I always felt about Matt Ryan is, um, probably his decision making was the worst thing. You know right. what I mean? So as as 
athletic ability wanes, you know, strength of arm. Right, because he's now a sitting duck. He's now a sitting duck in the backfield, and that doesn't help. I mean, not only that is like, you know, kind of how like Brett Favre was. You have bad decision making, but then like just accuracy and strength outweighs it. You know what I mean? You just throw right. a strike beyond beyond the fact that that just really isn't a good pass to throw. But imagine just losing. It's just like a runner losing a step, right? Now, yeah. if he doesn't have the technical skills down, right? Now that the lack of yeah, if you make that cut like a half game. second later, it just doesn't right. work like it. It used just to. doesn't work, right? And I think that's what Matt Ryan's suffering from. Is this decision making is catching up with the fact that he can't do the things he used to with that decision making. Okay, so um the 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 Cleveland Browns beat writer for the the the, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, cleveland.com, Mary Kay Cabo. I made her name sound classy. <clears throat> wow. Here's an obvious headline, okay? Jacoby Brissett hopes the Browns can impose their will on the Dolphins like they did on the Bengals. You think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett headed to Miami this weekend to face the team he played for last season. Hopes the Brown can impose their will on the Dolphins. Winners of three straight. Yeah, the Dolphins have won three straight. Sunday in Miami, like they did on the Bengals in their 32-13 to victory on Halloween. It's finding a spot, Brissett said on Wednesday. There's always a spot in the game where either the offense or defense imposes their will, and it's kind of the turning point of the game. And in the middle of that game, I felt like we started to impose our will against the Bengals and started to do things at our leisure. Oh, at our leisure. I will will beat your behind at my leisure. That's right. We will kick your ass at our leisure. That's right. At my leisure. <laughs> look, I just look. The main oh here here's this. The main thing the coach said was that was this is what it could look like if we do this consistently, Brissett said. And I think players understood that and guys really looked at it as, Wow, that's right. We did do this right. We did correct we did correct this from week for the week before, the week before that, and this is how it all comes together. Well, I sure hope so. You know, listen, I, I as a Brown fan, as a Browns fan, I want to be hopeful that this is a a turnaround point in the Brown season. Yeah, let's hope. Anyway, but I I'm skeptical. I can't. I, I I've also been a Browns fan all this time, and I'm skeptical. I just what I don't want to see, and I and I am afeard that I will. Okay, is that Kevin Stefanski is going to come out after this success and then say, "Yeah, but look, I can do it this way too." See, I hope not. I hope, I hope not. Right. I hope not. I hope not. I uh, got a few friends going down to the game, and I'm wondering is the hurricane going to mess with that? No, the game's on Sunday. It'll all be past us by then. It'll be okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be out of here on Saturday morning. So, and it's got to go through okay. Florida before it gets here. So, yeah. I mean, I was going to say. I mean, I have that same kind of fear. I'm just really hoping, all hoping that Stefanski latches on to 
hey, I will have Watson here at some point. Let me win these games. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Can we yeah, just get could. somebody to see Kevin Stefanski needs to appoint somebody with a, a Nick Chubb snap count? Yeah. Does, uh, does Nicky have 20 yet? Does Nicky have- I mean, to me, you know, Paul and Jeff, to me, it, I, listen, we're not we're not there. We don't play football. We're not the coach. We don't know what all the inner workings are. But it just seems from this standpoint, common sense, that when when you run the ball, when you keep them the defense honest and you wear them down, and, and you continue to run it, even if you're not gaining yards and you're stopped at the line of scrimmage, that stuff opens up. I mean, receivers are going to be open at that point because they're expecting you to run the ball, which is the team that you are. Right. So I'm just like, I'm baffled uh, about that whole. I mean, again, with Cincinnati, it looked great, but let's hope he just continues. I don't know. I, but again, again, if Stefanski's doing what I, what it certainly appears he's doing, <clears throat> is if the team loads the box on him, he's not. He's going to come right out of the run. His quarterback don't have to audible. He's going to do it for him. I, that's what I don't understand. All teams load the box when they see you starting to run. Okay. It's all. It's okay. like not like you guys but, said nothing. But again, it's the absolute opposite of asserting your will when you do this. Okay, but this yeah. is what the Browns have done this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not I mean for the fact that we are such a good running team. I'll just say this as well. Okay, we might be the least play action running, great running team of all time. Oh man, I'm trying to tell you, man, with the kind of running game we got. Why we don't see more play action out of the Browns? I have now, no idea. Now, this is why I have this opinion, though, okay, that I see the kind of offense that Stefanski is wanting to run, and it is an offense that is predicated on having a pick-the-defense-apart general. I but really even with that guy, is, even with that guy, why wouldn't you take advantage of freezing the linebackers with play action? Yeah, I understand that. I still feel that way as well. But if you had that kind of general, right, you could put some sense to what he's doing, okay? Because your mix-up would just be a mix-up, and you're expecting this guy to pick people apart, okay? But that's just not what's right now. Even if he expects to have that with Watson, you don't run that right now. Use the play action, okay, and get what you can get out of it. But like like you're saying, I even look back to like Peyton Manning. Remember, one of Peyton Manning's best assets was the fact that he was great at what? Play action pass. Play action. The play right. action. He was fake. great at play play action fake. I mean, even Peyton Manning, as good as he was picking defenses apart, knowing and reading, he used play action quite a bit, and he was really good at it. Help. Even Bernie Kosar, who was not a terribly good fake artist, if you will, used play action. Right. Okay. I mean, I mean, it, it, it was night and day, especially like when the Browns, back in those days, when the Browns played the Bengals, Boomer Esiason, who was one of the best ever play action fakers, 
I think the only guy that was better than Boomer was Steve DeBerg. Right. DeBerg was just awesome uh, at that. Um, but here's the other thing, and, and don't forget this about Tua Tonga-Vailoa. He's a lefty, okay, left-handed quarterback. The whole geometry Dynamic. of his passing game is different. Yep. And look, the, his receivers, for their part, have done their job of adjusting to that, and it's just fluid for them. But it it, it makes the angles and everything else just a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look. So this was a while, this was some years back. This was in 2012, right? Hmm. Um. But back then, who were your best play action passers? How long ago was this now? This is 2012. 2012. I'd had to say Tom was one of them. Okay. So you're right. So the list would go Peyton Manning, number one. Uh We all know that. That was of of the generation of quarterbacks in the past 20 years. He's been the best. Right. Okay. So you got Peyton Manning. Guy we just talked about, Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Okay, so what goes with this this general that picks defenses apart? Great pay at play action. Okay, they they use it. It means just because you're you got a general back there that can pick a defense apart doesn't mean you don't use that running game and use the play action. You know, it's one of the things why. Okay, while I have always argued against getting the undersized quarterback who's playing kind of over his head, the Drew Brees, right? If, if you, in other words, if you're in a draft and you got the number one pick and you got Mr. Prototype here and then you got the undersized guy, why would you not take – why wouldn't you take Mr. Prototype? Right. right. Yeah. You're going to pay Prototype. But now what having hindsight. Baker Mayfield on staff did for us is it – highlighted the importance of play action and we did use play action in 2020 with Baker Mayfield. We did, but I think because we had to, because we had to, he needed the extra time. Right now. I, we used it more than I will admit that, but I still think even then we didn't use it enough. I I could argue more than likely true, more than likely true. And we I mean, did a lot action. of empty. Listen, I'll tell you the one thing you can't do. You can't do play action with an empty backfield. And we do no. a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> we do a lot of that. Like, we're passing. We just want to let you know. Yeah. But, you know, play action keeps defenses off balance, man. They got to guess. I mean, with a quarterback, like, I'm going to be truthful with you. When Even last season with Baker, okay, yeah. especially being that he was injured, Probably what we should have been doing on offense is that the other team would should have had to completely guess all the time whether we were going to run or play action. Okay, we did mean we should have been really abusing the hell out of play action. Well, if um, if people being uh, kept out of practice is any indication on their availability for game day, you know, if you're if you're not in practice on Wednesday. When are you going to be, right? Um, we're probably going to be going into this game without Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa and David Njoku. Okay. Who are still out of practice. All right. 
Uh, boy, oh well. I was actually hoping for Njoku because the, the two games before he got injured, he really started to roll. I will say this. If, if, if Njoku himself has anything to do with it, I think you're going to see him play. I guess. Yeah. Um, it would because be nice. he, he wanted to go he wanted to go against the Bengals and they held him out with the high ankle sprain. Um high ankle sprains are they're funny injuries because they can take a long time to heal. Um uh, so yeah. you just don't know. And it's really weird because I was totally unaware he had an ankle injury until sometime after the game where they said, Yeah, he's got a high ankle sprain. I'm like, Well, when did he do that? I didn't even see it happen. <laughs> But I will tell you this, while I think it's exciting when our receivers and our running backs hurdle people, I think one of them's somebody's going to get hurt if they keep doing this shit. Okay? Yeah. That's the old Peyton yeah. Hillis move, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, what do we think's going to happen coming up? Oh, by the way, with the Browns being inactive this week, Nick Chubb no longer leads the league in rushing yards. Right. Well, He's number sorry. three now. Okay. He still leads the league in rushing touchdowns. Okay. But, and hey, what a difference a bye week makes, right? Well, hopefully that'll be the same thing that happens when those teams that have those backs have bye weeks and Nick Chubb is running. Well, guess who has a bye week this week? The right. Ravens Tennessee? don't play. Oh. oh, the Ravens don't play, so you got a chance to make up some ground. Uh, uh, wow, my heart bleeds purple peanut butter. No, I'm saying you got a chance to make up some ground. Browns have to win on Sunday. This is <laughs> as close to a must win as the Browns got on their schedule. And, yeah. and, and I think, like Jeffrey was saying, I think the next three games are must wins for the Browns. If the Browns can sweep these next three games, they still have a chance. I, I believe if they lose any of these three games, okay, and just do the math, okay? They are yeah. three and five right now, okay? If you add three wins to that, there'll be a game above 500 and poised for Deshaun Watson's return. If they lose one of those games, There'll be a game below 500. Okay? If they lose two of those games, there'll be two games below 500. I'm telling you, the season becomes unsalvageable when you're 13 weeks in and you're two games below 500. Right. And then, like you said, I think they need to win all three. So they give Watson, he, he's at even kilter, you know what I mean, going into hard a hard part of the schedule and just coming back i mean honestly at 11 games if you could give Deshaun watson a game above 500 to work with you got a shot right right all right well all right dolphins browns predictions will surging miami Win fourth straight. No. Browns. 31. Miami 24. 
Really? You think they're going to hold, they're, they're going to score 31 points and hold the Dolphins to 24? Yeah, because uh, who, who the Dolphins what? just beat? Who the Dolphins just beat? The Chicago Bears. I'm sorry, our defense is better than the fucking Bears. Okay, and I'm telling you, if you think that you can compare whether you're better or worse than a team that played another team on a given Sunday and say, therefore, we should do better, that's absolutely, that is a totally inoperable theory in this modern NFL. All right, you could take what I said to the bank. Take it to the bank. I will, but I I will, but they won't give me anything for it, which is why I then will not take it. I, I'm I'm gonna say this is hard. Um, I'm I'm gonna say I know the defense has to step up. Yes. I'm waiting for the Browns in that convincing win, okay? And at the times this season, when every time you think that's what's going to happen, they falter in that third quarter or at the end of the second. And you cannot sleep on this. Listen, you can't lull in this game. That's the one thing I know. No, no, no. There won't be any of that. I'm waiting for that convincing win. I would love for this to be that convincing. Because I think if the Browns can come out and convincing convincingly win against the Dolphins, okay? I, I think it sets tone tone for them, okay? And everyone else that they can win the next two games. Oh, yes. Okay. I, 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 t- I totally agree with you. If the Browns... Listen, there's, there, the football, football is a mind game as much as it is a physical game. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the Browns are coming off of a, a very convincing Halloween win over the Bengals. The mm-hmm. problem is, is the Browns know what the deal is with that win. Just like the 49ers know what the deal is every time they beat the Rams. Right. That's almost like a comfortable win. Even yeah, though they yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a comfortable win. I mean, it came at a perfect time and you can build off of it, but you got to be able to do, you got to be able to do this against somebody else. Anyway, but give your prediction for the game, and then I got a couple words about it. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with 28 to 14. I want to really? double their points. Okay. They, so I want them to control the game. No, I think they should control this game. Okay, the, uh-huh. the running should happen. Everything should happen. They should control the clock. Defense should play good to stellar. Okay, but you're and, really putting a lot on the defensive backfield if they're just going to hold the Dolphins to 14 points because Tyreek no, Hill. Well, here's here's my thinking on this. Here's my thinking. Okay. My thinking on this is that we're going to use the running game. We're going to control the clock, and we're going to score on most of our drives in this game. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Which won't leave the time for. I, I think if. If even Miami gets to the point to where they should be starting to roll, if we play the way we should, okay, mm-hmm. we should be able to control the clock enough to where 14, holding them to 14 or 21 points should be completely possible, okay? And I'm looking for 14 because I want them to do that and do it throughout the game, okay? Like I want ahead. them to. I just don't think they're going to. I know, but I'm, I'm – I'm, I am predicting off of what I want. I'll put it Okay, that way. that's cool. That's cool. It's a desire. This is my desire for the game. And I, listen, I hope you're right because what I think is going to happen, 
Because first of all, I think the Browns are going to win this game. So let me start there. Okay. But I don't think the defense is going to be able to stop Tua in the passing attack. Between Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they are going to score goddamn near at will because I don't see how a recovering Denzel Ward, even if he's in the game, is going to be able to stop. And, and which one? So you got to have who gets, who gets Tyreek and, and who gets Waddle, okay, between Greedy and Ward, okay? And that's going to be problematic. So, but I got the Browns also because Jacoby Brissett is deceptively good. Okay? Yep. Now, wait. If there's any team that knows this, it's the Miami Dolphins who pressed him into service last year. No shit. Just like, just like. Yeah. Belichick and the yeah. New England right. Patriots. So, so they're going to be ready for him, so to speak, but they're not ready for Amari Cooper. And I wish we had dual threat and wide receiver, and I just don't think you can call it that, even though DPJ has performed admirably. respectably. Respectably. I'm not going to say admirably. I think, I think sometimes... DPJ shows you exactly why he's not part of an all-pro tandem yet. All right, I think he's going to grow into being better. Well, I'm waiting. He's it's he's in his third season now. I'm waiting. Okay, how long does it take? I, I keep I keep hearing that he's going to develop into. Well, he doesn't do it soon. He's not going to be doing it in Cleveland. And, and 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 listen, he's been impressive this year at times, but it's not been consistent. The one thing I can say for Amari Cooper, yeah, there's been games where he's only got a few catches, but he only had a few targets. When they when they game plan to Amari Cooper based on his <laughs> route running, he's going to be open. Right. Anyway, I got the, I got the Browns winning thirty eight to thirty two. Nice, nice. In a high-scoring game where neither defense can fucking stop the other offense. Okay. (laughs) Which is going to be scary to watch. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and and again, I think the difference is going to be Miles Garrett on defense. I think a couple sacks makes the difference and gives us the edge in that score at the end. That's what I think. Okay. Because I think that Kevin Stefanski is not going to grind the clock out with Nick Chubb like he should. Okay. I, I, I just had this bad feeling. I have a bad feeling that the Browns are going to end up losing Nick Chubb because they won't run him. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. Let's not go there. But it, but at some point, Nick Chubb wants to win the rushing title, I'm pretty sure. Well, here's here's my thing. <clears throat> no player, and this is this is why I'm convinced. Because even the people that are like, "Well, we'll preserve Nick Chubb." You think he wants to run himself into the ground? Okay, no player plays a professional anything. Okay, works as hard as a player like Nick Chubb works, right? And then not at least one season wants to when he's in his prime and has the ability to do it. Try to break one of the most prestigious running back. I mean, player-driven records I mean, is the running. Re- 
That's like the home Look run. Look at the remember, futility the- it's been with Nick Chubb. I mean, come on. I remember when he's neck and neck with, with Derrick Henry and the idiot freaking coach we had before <laughs> Stefanski when he only needed 16 yards at the beginning of the game. The coach ironically gave him only 16 carries, and he didn't get the rushing title. And we didn't go to the playoffs, and and just nothing good had happened because of it. Right. I'm just yeah. I feel like Nick Chubb. I feel like Nick Chubb is Sealy in the color purple, saying, "Until you do right by me, everything you even think about (laughs) is going to fail." Well, look, I just view it as like like when I was a kid, to me, I mean, you had various um, record chases per season, you know what I mean, who leads in touchdowns, who leads in passing yards. But the running yards, right, the running yard trophy for the for the season, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That was like the home run derby. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I'm like, of course he wants to win that. Yeah, he'd be crazy if he wants didn't a want chance to. At, of course he wants a chance at winning. And then on the season where you, your numbers are actually at historic levels to where if you got the carries, you would definitely break it. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, no look, I mean, come on. Because if you're not a record-breaking running back, how are you going to run for Senate later in your life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, wanna, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to be like Herschel. No, please, no. I was just joking. I was just joking. Yeah, that's, Nick yeah, Chubb yeah. for Senate. Yeah, be be a better senator than that flaming well, idiot. I guess I don't know. We've no, we don't want. I don't think we ever want to hear those campaign stump speeches or any of that. Really, I don't know. Nick's a quiet guy, so we don't really know. Okay, we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It was just a joke. It's actually a bad joke. Too. It's a bad joke. Anyway, guys, so that 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 kind of does it. Unless there's anything else you guys want to add, we're going to walk out the door on this one because we've got the That's predictions. Cool. It's going to be a tough game. Um, yeah. The next three games. By the way, the third of those next three games may not be as tough as it may once have been because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are clearly not on their game this year. No, no. And I think we're going to... Listen, we're going to... Oh, yeah, no. Here's what's happened. Things are going to come together for them over the next two weeks, and then all of a sudden, Brady's back to form, and now we're playing the Browns. Yeah. 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 Hopefully not. Well, hopefully not, but you you cannot rely on... Because I'll be honest with you. I think the the Packers are going to somehow break out of their funk and start handling people. Okay. I believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it too, because oh boy, they have not been looking good. Okay, no. um, I mean, just not. Just, but given the weird and flexible quality of this season, I don't think a three and five <laughs> record at this point disqualifies us or diminishes our chances of being able to make the playoffs. Okay. Simply because it's this season. If it were any other season, we're screwed already. Right. But if they can get their shit together and string a string a few wins together, I think they're right back in it. Yeah. But uh, three and five for your first eight games, not a good start. 
All right. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. That's right. And, and this is how we do it, man. We talked about the Browns. We've talked about the team they're facing. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Tua Tagovailoa um, and the uh, vaunted passing attack of the Miami Dolphins. Um, arguably one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league. We're heading down to Miami. This is an away game. We're playing in somebody else's stadium. And Kevin Stefanski has certainly said that that is, what do you say? It's a challenge to go on the road against a good team. Yeah. Well, meet the challenge. Meet the challenge, Kevin. Let's do this. So this has been Paul, Hugh, and Jeff. For TBF, a Browns fans podcast, letting you know that in the meantime, the in-between time, until it's that time, what time's that time to talk to you about the Browns' victory over the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Yes, sir. Until then, we're out. Basement Tapes Productions. Uh.